The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, Season 2, Episode 8, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing? I've got to come up with a snappy line, like a what up, everybody, but I can't have what up, everybody, because that's yours. I can't do hi, because that's Jackie. Yeah, that one's taken. That's a good one. I can't do hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to work on that. Viewers. That's all me. Give us suggestions. Yeah. Give me suggestions for my opening retort. But you should okay, have one. Terrific. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Okay, terrific. <laughs> that should just be your reply every time. Mr. Okay. Steve, how you doing? Okay, terrific. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and the man behind the board, my brother Taylor, how you doing, man? What up, everybody? <laughs> we are recording on... This is our first time recording brews on the new equipment. It is. We got a new Roadcaster Pro for anybody that's a uh, a podcaster out there. But uh, it's pretty fancy stuff. Yeah, Hopefully, we're, we're going to... We're pros at this shit. We got Sounders. Yeah. It's, not like a road, it's not a Roadcaster Amateur. Yeah. No. It's a Roadcaster Pro. It's a Roadcaster Pro. <laughs> and we have a very, very special guest. Uh, actually, a, um, a fan-requested guest um joining us for the first time um she is a beer traveler a beer blogger and a person whose reputation for being one of the nicest coolest people in the local beer scene precedes her her blog is called a brew scout a beer less traveled andy b show how you doing today hey yo What's up? <laughs> See, Thank she's you. got one. I don't have one. I know, right? <laughs> she had it figured out. She uh, took it from me. I guess she's a natural. That. Okay, terrific is uh, perfect for right, you, Mr. Steve. I'm telling okay. you. Andy, I'm very excited to have you on because we've been talking about doing this, I feel like, since like the first podcast. And we usually record on Thursdays and you being, you know, working with breweries and stuff all the time, you're usually busy Thursday night. So we finally made it happen. So um, thank you for being here. Oh, I'm happy it's to be here. It's an honor. Here we go. I'm loving these sounders. Uh, if you're not already, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Our handle is at might be brews. Keep up with the new episodes. See what beers that we're enjoying between podcasts. So we put a lot of work into that and um, we want you guys to follow us and know what's going on. So um, please do that if you're not already. Also, we're really, really excited. We are going to have a space at the upcoming Kennett Brewfest. Road trip. <laughs> so uh, this sat or no, not this Saturday, but um, in a couple Saturdays, Saturday, September 28th um, in Kennett, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Beautiful downtown Kennett. Yep. Uh, it'll be going on between 1.30 p.m. and 5 p.m. You can get tickets at KennettBrewfest.com, I believe. I'm really excited for this. Yeah. As we went to the Kennett Winterfest just to just to go yep. and, and drink, and it was a great event. Lots of great breweries, lots of great beer, a lot of beer everywhere. And I've heard this uh, Summerfest is is a lot bigger. I want to say that there was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 60, 75 uh, breweries at the Winterfest. Mm-hmm. And I think there's well over 100 at, um, at this upcoming Summerfest. So we want to meet as many people out there as we can. We're going to be recording, but we're not going to be recording for the whole four hours. So find us. We'll have our own little table set up. You can look for the uh, MBN network sign. 
come hang out with us. Come drink with us. Come talk with us. We'll put you on the air for a little bit, and uh, we're gonna have a great time. I'm sure we'll be uh, posting, you know, updates on social media and stuff of where we are, what time we're gonna be going on, and stuff like that. Um, I'm really looking forward to this as well. This is gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I just got an email from um, the guys running this, and he told me that we are going to be between, give me one second, um, our table is going to be between Hidden River and Abomination. Awesome. So those will be the two uh, the two breweries next to us, which is pretty exciting. But if, if uh, anybody that's a brewer, anybody that's going to be there, we definitely want to talk to you guys. Come sit down, and uh, we'll edit some stuff up and have a uh, hopefully a really nice show to put out for people. Yeah, it's not going to be live or anything like that. So we're just going to have fun, put a bunch of pieces together, uh, hopefully get a bunch of interviews and, and drink a lot of good beer. Yeah, I want to walk around and try beer too, but maybe we can uh, get some people to bring some beer to us, sit down, talk about it, you know, things yeah. like that, promote their brewery a little bit. But Boom. either way, it's going to be a blast. What's this about beer right here? Yeah, we got to crack a beer. There I go again. You told me before we started the show, Taylor, that we had to crack a beer and get it on it right away or we weren't going to get to it. So, okay, terrific. <laughs> you know that I am uh, just going to keep rambling on if we don't get a beer going. It's okay. You can it's get the, that bacon on a stick. Oh, yeah. There's a um, uh, food truck, right? There's many food trucks. There. Yeah. Bacon on a stick. So is it like wrapped around the stick or is it like just a thick no, old piece like of bacon? it's like a big piece of pork belly oh, on a stick. That sounds incredible. That's right up my alley. So um, we've been on break for a long time. I think we should uh, get into a little bit of what we were doing. Steve, what did you do on break? Uh, I got to go down to Ocean City, Maryland with the family. That's our usual uh, summertime beach spot. We drive down through Rehoboth. So on the way down, we got to stop at Dogfish Head. Uh, nice. I still haven't been there. there. It's such a great building. They redid the building. It's it's beautiful. The food is good. The kids love it. Um, then we went down to Ocean City, Maryland. So the first day we get there is my day to go grocery shopping. That's our normal thing. Everybody has their jobs. My, you know, we go down with my family, my mom, and my brother and his family. And my job is to go to the grocery store. Right. So we get down there. It's like three o'clock. Like, all right, I'm gonna head over to the grocery store. And Burley Oak had a can release that day. Mm. Burley Oak's about, I look on the uh, Google Maps, it's about 14 minutes from where we're staying at. <laughs> nice. All right, I'm going to make this swing. I got to see. Yeah. They might still have cans left. See if I can get over there. Yep. I get over there like 14 minutes flat, all kinds of cans left. Perfect. Pick up all my cans, yep. throw them in the car, go to get back onto the Ocean City Island. Yeah. And the map is showing me like 35 minutes oh, to geez. get back. So much traffic, so much traffic all going on to the island. That's one of my favorite breweries I've ever been to. And I've, I've only I think I've been twice. And uh, the one time I just had so much fun. Nothing crazy. It wasn't a can release or anything like that. But um, we went there like 11 a.m. on a um, on a Friday, you know, like right when they were opening and uh, just had a few beers, played some shuffleboard. You know what I mean? We're hanging out and it was just we just had a blast there. It's a cool vibe. It's a good beer. Yeah. It's a good spot. I really like that place. So what are we uh, what are we getting into here? All right, Andy, you brought this one. This is uh, Suarez Family Brewery. I've never heard of this place. Yeah, uh, Dan Suarez used to work for Sean Hill oh. from Hill Farmstead. Okay, he opened up his own place many years later. Ah, um, it's up near Albany. Gotcha. Uh, great spot. Um, he's a super guy, super brewer. Brews a lot of farmhouse ales and very clean beers. Probably won't find any haze at his brewery. <laughs> one of those guys. 
awesome. It's really clean. It's really good. Yeah, this is called, uh, what does that say? Quality pills. Qualify, isn't it? Qualify? Is it qualify? Yeah, maybe it is qualify. I can't tell if it's a qualify or a quality. Well, I'll uh, take a sip and uh, let you know if it's quality or All not. All right. So Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Good to be back. Cheers. Welcome Cheers. back, boys. Cheers, guys. We always like to try our pills a little early in the evening. We don't want to blow out our palates when we th- start throwing in the triple IP. Really good. That is really good. That's really it's very good. Um, dry. Yes. Yep. Very dry. It's very really clean. Good. I really like that. I'm looking for an ABV. I'm just not doing a really good job at this. I want to say it's five two. Yeah. Um, I had it there, and I believe it said five two, but I don't know if it was on the can. Yeah, I really like this. You guys are definitely hitting all the the the, the descriptors. It's clean. It's crisp. It the, the dryness. It once it's once you swallow, it's gone. Mm-hmm. But in that swallow, there's a nice like spiciness to it. That yeah, I like there is in the pills. But in the other thing too is it's like um it's it's very like uh, full body. Nothing about it feels thin. As much as it's clean and crisp, uh, it's like a full, well rounded beer. Yeah, it doesn't drink that light to me. That, that's a good yeah. That's a good way to put it. Absolutely. Some pills drink a little watery almost, but this one definitely does not. Yeah, no, it's got that packs of punch. Very good beer. Awesome. It's a five. <laughs> it's a five from you. Taylor gives it a five. It's going five quick out the gate. It's uh, it's just like everything you guys just said, uh, full body to like Pilsner, Miller Lite, you know, or Miller High Life, whatever. This like takes that and magnifies all the best parts about that beer. In my opinion, nice. Like it just takes everything that's good about just a <clears throat> crisp, refreshing, you know, uh, post lawn mowing or post work uh, beer, and just takes all the best parts about it and magnifies it to me. You could definitely do these on like a ninety-eight degree day, absolutely, and, and not feel like you're hurting yourself at the beach by the pool, right after cutting the grass, you know, whatever. Yeah, I kind of agree. To me, it's it's a bit heavier and a bit you know thicker of a beer. So like I feel like it's almost like you really want a good craft beer, but you want to go, you want to switch it up, and you don't want to do another IPA. You don't want to, you know, it's not you're not ready for stouts. Right. Like, this is a great craft pilsner. I agree. Yeah, I think it's something more like you would find in Germany. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Germany yet? Uh huh. Yeah. Only Munich though. Okay. Man, we got a lot to talk about. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go four. For all the reasons we said. I'm going four two five. Really like it. And I don't rate beers anymore. No? Nope. It's a thing? You just don't do it? I know too many people in the industry, and I've, I've you know, I want to keep peace. So Very I, interesting. Um, it was almost like people wanted me to inflate my rating, um, and I can't do that. If I think a beer, and I think this beer is worthy of a 425 as a Pilsner, I think it's a great Pilsner. Um, but if, you know, I have a beer, and a good average score for me was anywhere from a 375 to a 4. I wish they did it in tenths. You could have a three eight five or a three right. nine. Yep. Um, but I caught a lot of flack from some guys in the industry. Said, "Well, you don't, you didn't like it." Well, no, I liked it fine, but that's average. Sure. I mean, because not everything to me is a five. Right. So rather than you know rate something and get crap for it, I just don't rate beers anymore because it's only for me. Sure. You know, and, and everybody's got a different opinion, but you know, it's really interesting. I don't know if I. Yeah, I do have an article down here. Maybe we can get into later. But how has Untapped changed the beer culture? Mm-hmm. I think, um, th- like you're saying, there's a big case for that where people are either um, 
you know, unfairly checking in things low because they, you know, the beer might be fantastic. They have a bad experience like the at the brewery or they don't like the style, things like that. Absolutely. And, and it can really, uh, really affect how a, um, a beer sells. I talked to a, um, a, uh, a beer distributor owner recently that said, um, you know, he's, he's not too much into the game, but he has a lot of stuff that he's got to order for his customers and he just does it off of untapped. If it's got over like a four or five rating or something like that, then he brings it into the store. If it doesn't, he doesn't order it. And it's really interesting that it's become, you know, that that's part of how a guy runs his business now. And and that's tough because some people think of their untapped as that's their rating system. They don't care that anybody else looks at that rating. They don't care how that affects the overall rating of a beer. If somebody doesn't like a style, you know, uh, I'm not a big smoked beer guy. So if I had a a smoked beer, I might rate it a one, right? It might be a good smoked beer. It might be the best. It might be, you know, uh, gold rated for that, um, for that category. But because that's my rating system and I don't think of it this way, that's not how I I do things, but that's how some people do think of it. That's my, that's my untapped. I don't care what anybody else says. I think that beer is a one. It's a one to me. I want to look up my untapped and say, oh, that beer was a one for me. But that's where I have a problem with it. I don't like smoked beers either. And that's just a prime example. However, I keep trying them, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to penalize a brewery by giving it a low score because I don't like the style. So if the beer is well-made, if I think that the brewer achieved everything they wanted to do making that beer through flavor profile, then it I shouldn't give it a low rating just because I don't like the style. Because I know many people, I have a friend that absolutely hates IPAs and would rate something to us. Why do you do that? She says, because I don't like IPAs. And then don't drink them. Yeah. Or don't rate them. Because right. you hurt the brewery by giving it them too. If I give it a zero or, or don't rate a beer, mm-hmm. I don't hurt the brewery whatsoever. Sure. And you you do that often, right? You I, just I, don't you'll see that if I do a smoked beer or if I get a beer with a lot of um, of coconut, I'm a little sensitive to coconut. I, I just won't rate it. Yeah. You'll check it in. Maybe put a note nut, or though. two. What's that? I heard you were a nut though. I, that's, <laughs> that's definitely true. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that you'd see me, not that I rate anything, but uh, on like untapped or whatever, but I wouldn't rate like a triple IPA or something like that because I, that's just not, something that i'm into yeah you know i struggle with it because you know i feel like i'm traveling a bit more now for work over the past couple years and i'm getting to visit some really cool places and but i just feel like it's become so much work where i go to a brewery and i would just be sitting there on my phone trying to check in my flight that i just got and um you know and it kind of just bothered me that i would sit there and, and have my face in my phone for 45 minutes when i could be more enjoying myself so i found now that i just don't check in anymore and um i'll just go to a brewery and try to strike up a conversation with somebody you know um watch some music or whatever's going on and you know i took a brewery tour by myself at surly just you know to try to soak it in and, and you know do as much as you can um so i don't know i i don't really check in at all you know, rate or checking in really. I've kind of, but I still find that I use untapped regularly where I'll still pull it up to look and see what's being checked in around me. You know what I mean? If I'm staying in a hotel and I want to see what people are actually doing within a certain mile radius or something like that. So it's still a useful app for me, but I'm just not actually checking in beers anymore. So you're probably not even really looking at the score of what's checked in around you. You're just looking for the different beers themselves. Yeah. Or what seems to be checked in a lot, you know, things like that. If I see that there's a, 
you know, a, a bar down the street and somebody's, you know, some beer got tapped and it's been checked in a bunch of times. And it's like, oh, well, that must be like a really good local beer. I'm going to go check that place out kind of thing. You know, I don't know. Like I said, for me, ratings are I don't do it anymore, but I will make some notations in the you know, where you, uh, you know, just can yeah, say notes. super solid. And that's only for me. Yeah. Um, that's for me that, oh, I had this beer. Do I want to have it again? Um, if I if I liked it, I I know I liked it. Yeah, and I would have it again. Yep. But I agree. I think sometimes you do get, um, you know, to a point of doing a flight and and you're not enjoying the atmosphere or the vibe right. of the brewery. Um, a lot of times I'll just kind of mentally remember what I had yep. and maybe check in at the hotel. Sure. Yep. Instead of um, you know checking in while I'm at the brewery itself. Yeah. Yep. I've gotten in the habit of like taking a picture of like the flight card. So if I do want to remember it, I can at least look it up later or something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to starting to get the hang of it. Um, I feel like I'm very much a novice compared to the, uh, the brewery visits that you do, but um, I'm going to do a quick recap quick um, on the break. I did a bit of traveling for work. I was in Minnesota, so I got to hit up Surly. I don't think we got to talk about that on uh, the podcast. I think right after our last episode aired, I think when our last episode actually hit the air on that Friday was when I was actually in Minnesota hitting up that uh that place. But um, did you meet up with the uh, the guy out there? John no, he actually he brewed he brewed there, and like when I was actually going there, he moved. He's back at Port. Yeah, City. he's back at Port City in, in Virginia. It. Yeah, yeah. His wife got another job. Um, yeah, Georgetown. So he went back to Port City. Yeah. So, uh, but that's going to be interesting too because uh, he's closer. Hopefully, we can get him on. Um, you know, and get some beers from there sent up. We'll have to do a phoner. Yeah. But you know what was fascinating is uh, That's Surly. biz talk right there. <laughs> phoner. Uh, Surly <laughs> Brewing in Minnesota is the second most visited place in Minnesota behind the Mall of mall. America. That's what I was going to say. The mall has got to be number one. So it's crazy. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing like it's awesome the brewery's humongous it's like i don't know if you have you been there no Andy. it's like two stories the bottom's like a regular um you know brewery uh brew pub slash restaurant if you go upstairs it's like exclusively pizza like they have a separate pizza restaurant up there oh. but they also have all their beers on tap they have a giant outdoor section with a giant jenga uh, in cornhole, <laughs> like we were joking about earlier today. Um, but I hit a few in Minnesota. I went to OCMD, nothing crazy. I saw uh, Burt Kreischer live, which was awesome. I love that guy. Did he go shirtless? He did, of course. The this first thing. thing he does when he comes out, everybody cheers for him and he pulls his shirt off and somehow everybody gets louder. I am the machine. Yeah. And he did the machine at the end because I think he has to. That is a funny bit. Yep. And um, I went down to North Carolina and um, I had a couple spots, nothing too crazy. I found a really awesome bottle shop and I went into and was bullshitting with the guys and they had a victory on tap that I had never seen before. And I'm like, that's weird. Like victories from Downingtown. And I don't know what beer that is. And he goes, this is from Victory Charlotte. I said, what? I had never I didn't even know that existed. Andy, have you been there yet? I haven't been there, but that's um, the Artisanal Brewing Ventures headquarters. Yeah, I looked into it. So and it looks Victory like and Southern Tier share a brew house. And Six Point, I think now. Yep, and Six Point. Yeah. So they, they have a, yeah, a shared production facility there, and I think they have everything on tap, and they're, they're brewing some, some on-site only uh, things. But it was interesting. I forget what type of beer it was. I think it was some kind of goza. It was okay. Nothing crazy, but um, that was kind of neat. I um, I also um, took a week's vacation with the family down to Marco Island, Florida, which uh, is yeah. a really, really neat town. Taylor, you've been there before. Um, really, really cool place. But it's like a 
dead zone for beer because oh, yeah. everybody that lives there is like 85 years old or, or older. So there's really no good beer spots. Um, you know, they had a, they, like the, they have Publix, um, you know, supermarkets down there. And then one of them actually had a separate like beer and wine and liquor store that was completely separate, I guess. Right. So I thought like they're going to have a much better selection. I went in there and they literally had like nothing. Like it was just the, the Millers and the Coors and all the, um, the basic stuff. So I really had to search around for it, but you know, the, the best thing I could get was local, um, cigar city, you know, cigar city is big down there. So, um, I had a lot of the, uh, the invasion pale ales and the, I think it's Guayabara. Where is Marco Island? Like North, South, central panhandle. It's Southern, uh, West, Southwest, Southwest. South coast. Yeah. yeah. So I fly in a Fort Myers and then okay. you take a, like a cab, you know, an hour South. Oh, it's south of Fort Myers. Yep. Oh, so you're pretty far down. Yeah, pretty far down. All the okay. way down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, it's incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful island. And because it was the summer, there's like, a, actually, this was like the busiest it's ever been. I've been like five or six times. And um, this was like the first time that it was like really busy. There's a lot of people. But um, crazy, like the, the house that I stay at isn't all that crazy. But um, there's like these humongous houses. Eminem has a house on the island. And it's just crazy ginormous we drive past it every time we go down there just to see if anybody's home never this was the first time i actually saw a car in the driveway Hmm. so hopefully he doesn't listen to this and find out i'm stalking him Hmm. and then most recently i went to uh san diego and uh it was a lot of fun i really wanted to hit up more breweries though one of my favorite places yeah yeah that's a great brewery spot yeah the little section of town that i went into just i went to a bottle craft um it's like a bottle shop yeah the people there were fantastic the guy that was helping me out uh, i was just like look man looking for local stuff that i can't get you know what uh what do you guys recommend whatever so um i got a handful of russian river stuff that i brought back um and then some you know a bunch of other random stuff but i tried a bunch of things there um had some uh ailsmith speedway variants that they had on tap there that that were pretty good and you actually weren't that far from Alesmith yeah. in San Diego because it's in Miramar. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Alesmith, um, Ballast Point, uh, Stone, you know, there, there's a bunch of bunch of them that were right there that I, I didn't really get to. The coolest, or not the coolest bar, but the one, one neat thing I did is I went to that bar that was in Top Gun. Oh, yeah. It's where, uh, the, where they do the little piano scene with mm-hmm. Goose. But um, that was pretty cool. Did you play on the piano? No, I uh, I sat at it, but I didn't play on it. How many times in an hour do people sing the song? No, nobody did while I was there. Really? You've lost that loving feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Great Balls of Fire. Ma'am, Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of oh, Fire. Great Balls of yeah. Fire. Yeah. He plays You've Lost That Loving Feeling on the jukebox. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, um, but yeah, it was neat. But yeah, that I did see people come in and, and rotate through that, you know, wanted to sit at the... Uh, sit at the piano and take pictures and and the lost abbey had a top gun beer oh, that's cool on tap there that was decent uh nothing too crazy but uh but yeah it was a, it was a very eventful break yeah you were so all i don't know how many podcasts i could have done you could have just recorded like four of them on your phone and i could have been off for another month yeah right <laughs> <laughs> for real yeah and uh taylor you and i just last weekend did the uh, goose island run the jewels concert yeah that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun Speaking of Goose Island. Yeah, good segue, Steve. We're up to 1D in our uh, Know Your Styles. What do we want to call it? Style drinking? Know Your Style sounded good. I'll go with that. So we're up to the American Wheat Beer. Uh, And for the American Wheat Beer, I picked up the uh, Goose Island 312 Wheat. 
Um, so wheat beers overall impression, refreshing wheat beers can display a little more hop character, less yeast character than their German cousins. So there's a German wheat and an American wheat um, appearance, pale yellow to gold. Clarity may range from brilliant to hazy uh, mouthfeel, medium light to medium body. Uh, comments different variations exist from an easy drinking fairly sweet beer to a dry aggressively hopped beer with a strong wheat flavor um, some of your commercial examples bell's oberon boulevard unfiltered wheat goose island 312 uh, wheat and widemir hefeweizen huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your wheat beer I think this beer to me has a little bit more of a lager characteristic, though. It does. It's got like a little citrusy in there that I'm yeah, it's, finding. To me, it's got a little bit almost um, like a skunky Mexican lager. Just that little bit of that nose to me. It doesn't taste weedy. You know, when I think of wheat beers, I think of uh, Victory's Mad King. I think of Wit Beer, uh, Ho Garden. Yeah. And even Oberon, to me, is a lot more weedy than this beer is. This, this beer is a little bit, you know, to me, is on the lagerish side. It's almost like a wheat training wheel. Good call. I'm usually not a fan of wheat, and this doesn't have a whole lot of wheat going on. Yeah, maybe that's um, why you like it. Well, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> like it, but it's just not bad. Um, I don't know, man. It's just a it's a very plain Jane beer. There's really not a whole lot going on for me. And and it's not hitting like a lager character. You know, it's not, it's not too much lager. It's not too much of a pale ale. It's that it's that I guess the, the wheat that's somewhere in between. And um, it really just doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's not hitting the tasting notes that I really enjoy in the beers that I like. But but we've conquered it now. We have. We've gotten past it. And I know that I don't like them. Next. Uh, next up will be the international pale lager. Maybe Interesting. A Heineken or a red stripe. Oh, red stripe, red stripe, red stripe. I like that. All right. Man, Moses, Mon, Mon Moses. <laughs> do we, do we rate this segment? We usually do, right? Yeah, I think so. Do it. Do it. Do it now. I'm going like a three. I was going to say three, two, five. All right. I'll say three as well very average <laughs> yeah, yeah it's i'd just, go three yeah if i had if i had to do a rating yeah god a goose island brewers are gonna come after me <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say though uh if, you know everything i had at the run the jewels block party was phenomenal yeah, it, it, everything was decent what was the what was the uh the passion fruit one what was that i don't remember what rose it was or something something yeah yeah there was one i think it was called rose really really good I was most impressed that the beers were three dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy for being at a concert. Yeah, so awesome. Freeway opened. Yep. Uh, the The middle act was a cover band called Chevy Metal, and the lead singer of the band is the drummer from the Foo Fighters. So I had no idea until I heard Taylor talking about that. So Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Before he was the drummer for the Foo Fighters, was the drummer for Alanis Morissette. Yes. I saw Alanis Morissette like right when she came out at Wilkes College. Wow. In their gymnasium. I think she had signed up for that tour before the song hit. Like that's how small the place was. Holy cow. And I just remember seeing Taylor Hawkins drum and he's a really good drummer. Yeah. Like he's a really good drummer. He's a better drummer than Dave, Dave Grohl. But and then I heard he was singing. I was like, that's crazy. I got to say that, like, 
I didn't think the whole venue sounded all that well, probably because it was outdoors. But um, I wasn't all that impressed. I think they put on a show. They're all rock stars. Yeah. You know, the, 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 but, you know, every, you, you could like catch some lyrics and be like, oh, that's the song they're doing. But like the whole time the song was going, I couldn't really pick out what it was until certain certain parts. Yeah. Part of that could have been just like where we were. That's true. We were like off to the side. Yeah. Not really getting the full stereo. Yeah. Sound uh, wave action. Yep. But but on the jewels was fantastic. Blast. They're good. It was a lot of fun. They're good. Um, let's get to know Andy. Well, can we move on? You're looking at me like we. Uh, yeah. We have about two minutes. For all right. Break. Andy, let's let's get starting to get to know you and we'll come back and finish up. But um, Andy, so we call you a beer traveler. But um, what does that mean? What, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, get to 500 breweries at this point, um, travel, travel to, um, you know, it, when I got introduced to craft beer back probably around 93, 94-ish, wow. um, you know, the, it was, there weren't many places around. There was a, there was John Harvard's in Wilmington. Um, there was a place in Wilmington, um, like on fourth street. I don't remember the name, but they were long gone. Uh, the Brew Moon was in King of Prussia, where the rock bottom was. Yep. Um, and then that was it. And then Victory, well, Sly Fox came along before, Iron Hill, Sly Fox, and all those came along before Victory. Dogfish was about two months ahead of Victory. So that was my start to craft beer. Wow, okay. And so we started traveling to find breweries to drink better beer. Yeah. Um, and then a few years later, uh, some friends of mine from California, Chris and Meredith Nelson, the beer geeks, um, they've been to like 1700 breweries. Um, wow. they came in for Philly beer week when it was back in March and I was reading an article about them. And then I reached out to them and like through email cause we didn't text back then. Right. Um, and I said, I should count up my breweries. Yeah. And that's where I started counting them. Wow. And um, then, you know, my schedules got crazy and I didn't travel quite as much for a long time. But in the last couple of years, I've really stepped up the game. Yeah. Um, I'll hit, I'll easily hit a hundred breweries travel to this year. Wow. Or, or more. And uh, last year I did, in fact, when I was in my California trip last October, I did 60 breweries in 11 days. Ooh, holy cow. 42 of them were new. So whenever I, on my list, I don't count repeats. I only count okay, yep. new breweries I've been to. That's incredible. Every time I thought of a question, you just went ahead and answered as you, as you were going. Um, so how many breweries are you at now? 490. Wow. And 71 for the year. And do you know how many states you visited breweries in? I want to say 12 to 15. Okay. It's crazy how many breweries there are in every state now. Closing in on 500, uh, 500, do you have a special one in mind for 500? Um, not really. You just know, it's just going it to it happen. Yeah, it'll probably just happen. I'll be somewhere and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, this is my 500. I use the Hot Plotter app a lot. It's my go-to. Hot Plotter? Hot Plotter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's governed by Untapped. So um, it used to be I wouldn't probably visit a, rate, a brewery that was rated under a 3.6. Okay. Um, I've stepped that up because it's all about the calories as well. And so I look to go to breweries. If they're under a three, eight, I'm probably not going to walk in your door. Oh, wow. Um, the la my Labor Day trip, 
I did um, a few breweries in New York, a few breweries in Connecticut, and nothing was rated under a three nine. Wow. I want to I want to put the best liquid in my body that I can. You know. Yeah. No, that makes <laughs> sense. Why Why put anything else in there? Yeah, I was gonna say like if you run into anything that's been like a uh, like a terrible experience. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Of course. I mean, not every brewery is the holy grail. Sure. Um, I've been to many breweries that I wish I hadn't walked into. Wow. Even oh. though they had a decent rating, they just no didn't have a good experience. I, not or? so much with that. Um, it's more that you know when I was looking at breweries that were you know around that three six ish, and I would go into those breweries and yes i know why they're rated less because they are a disappointment but the one thing i don't do is i don't badmouth a brewery on my blog yeah sure um if if you're if you have a really lousy beer i'm not going to say your beer sucks i'm not going to do that yeah um i just don't say anything about it i was just there yeah um if you have a great brewery where everything is just perfect the vibe the app you know people inside people behind the bar customers beer yeah um, i'll give you all the points in the world. Nice. Well, I, I definitely have some questions about what your favorite places are that we're going to have to get into in just a minute. Let's take a quick break and uh, find out, learn some more about uh, Patreon. And uh, we will see you in a few minutes. So you've been listening to the Might Be News Network, but you still can't get enough each week? Become our patron on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash Network to become a patron and get exclusive content now. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get access to extended episodes of all your favorite shows, as well as perks including MBN merch and monthly giveaways. Just want to support the network? Become a patron for as much or as little as you'd like. Get bonus content each week and head to patreon.com slash Network. Your contributions help us make this network bigger and better than ever before. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Might Be Brews. Make sure you hit us up on the Patreon. We got to get some more Patreon people. We have a great time on the Patreon half hour. You get a lot of extra content from all the shows. Got some freebies coming out. We got our new subscriber, Amy. Shout out, Amy. What's up, Amy? What's up, Amy? She's got a uh, Patreon gift. Yeah. Goodie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, care package. Care package. Care That's package. a good word. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say goodie bag, but it's not in a bag. Yeah. So it no, kind of threw no. me off. It's all conveniently placed in the uh, MBN Network travel mug. So check us out. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Little as $5 a month. Join us on the Patreon. You'll uh, you'll get a lot of good extra content. You're going to enjoy it. People are working on like video content. Like we're we're all everybody's really throwing around ideas right now on how to produce extra content on their own for this whole process to make Patreon even better. Yeah, it's something I wanted to talk to you guys about, but um, we, we kind of mentioned it in a, in a chat. But I was thinking that I've got these uh, these Russian River bottles, so I've got a, a Pliny the Elder and a Blind Pig, and and that's stuff that we get on tap pretty frequently but we never get to actually get on the show in bottles. So I was thinking maybe we could do like a Russian river, uh little bottle share or something and do a, a you know, a Patreon exclusive. I'm down with that. I'm I think that'd be that. kind of fun. Patreon's ex- Patreon exclusives. Anything about it. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. All right. I'm all about it. I was going to say, we're definitely going to have some sort of Patreon drinking event, but I don't know if you saw my face, the smell that this beer just kicked off. Oh, yeah? when I opened it is it's huge. It's huge. Andy, what is this? This is uh, from Holmes Brewing in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
Wow. Where's Ann Arbor? Um, Michigan. It's, <laughs> it's about uh, probably 45 minutes or so west of Detroit. Okay. Nice. I'm definitely smelling fruit, but I feel like I'm smelling something else that I can't. Oh, it's red. Also, oh, back there, red. Patreon quick. We've got a Patreon fantasy, Patreon fantasy football league going on or a network fantasy football league going yeah. on. Yeah, we do. Luckily, um, so we at, we're, we're teamed up by shows and luckily Steve is handling our show because I haven't I don't I don't know any of the players anymore. I feel like like I haven't been tuned into the NFL all that well. So well, you definitely carried us throughout everything. We took an L in the first week, even though we had a good overall score. Yeah. That was to, rough to the sports squad. Yep. To the sports squad. But I want to give a shout out to Sean from fan brewers. He stepped up and actually came to the draft to draft on behalf of the other Patreon subscribers, which I think Bruce is kind of leading the charge there as far as Patreon subscribers. I agree. So I appreciate all our fans. We're kind of killing it right now. I agree. So uh, we really do appreciate your support. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get into this beer. And I want to talk more to Andy. We got a lot to get to here in the next uh, next little bit, so um, yeah, let's let's check out this beer. Ooh, that's a tart one. What is it? What is it called? Ooh, you're not kidding. It is dumb raz. Is that the name of it? Double raspberry goza. Dub D U B raz. So it's got a nice salty, fruity Absolutely. flavor to it. The raspberry really does shine. It's definitely raspberry, especially on the nose. It's it's a little bit more tart than some of the gozas I've been having recently. It definitely hits you in the in the jaw. Yeah, the first sip was like super intense, and then I think it like set my palate up. Your mouth adjusted. Yeah, it adjusted, and and it's uh it's a little more enjoyable afterward. They did do a nice job with the salt in this one though, because I find a lot of gozas either are are very lacking in the salt, and the goza is about the salt. Yeah, it's definitely there. Makes you lip your, lick your lips. A yeah, little. it does. It does. It's very intense. I wish. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I'm. I wish there was a little more fruit or something coming in in the back. You get that salt and that tartness up front, and it's decent on the back end. But I just. I think I'm. I'm wishing there was like a little more uh, fruit or something kicking me in the in the back end on the way down. I would. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. Just a straight four. I. It's. It's definitely a little more sour than I was expecting, but uh, I still like it. Yeah, I do like that saltiness. That is, a, it is a solid beer. I'm going to go four as well. Yeah, uh, four for me as well. It's uh, it's it's definitely fruity. I like the raspberry, and and what's weird about that is like I'm not a raspberry guy, not a raspberry fan in general. But this right. isn't that this doesn't like overdo it for me. Yeah, Taylor like, doesn't really like raspberries or blueberries or any fruit, <laughs> uh, vegetables for that matter. He's not a big vegetable fan. No, no. Fuck them. <laughs> Andy, what do you think? Um, I'd go with a four, too. I really kind of like it. Um, I was really stoked when I actually went to Holmes. Um, this yeah. actually I got with a trade. I traded it for, uh, a girl in Michigan for this. Nice. Um, I sent her some of the stuff I had brought back from New York and Connecticut and okay. brought that in. But um, but Holmes was a, great, it was a great experience as a brewery. I'd tell everybody to stop by there. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've only been to um, Grand Rapids. I hit a few places in there um, this year, last year. But um, Before break, we were kind of talking about the different breweries that you've gone to and talking about your experiences. What 
in your mind creates that experience? I mean, obviously there's beer, there's food, there's atmosphere. What are you kind of looking for when you go into a spot and say, wow, that's a great brewery that I want to go to and hang out and visit again? Well, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, just what the place looks like. You know, I went to Fat Orange Cat, which is pretty much a farmhouse brewery up in uh, East Hampton, Connecticut. And they're small. They're on a couple acres. They had a couple of goats. They had some chickens running around. But the whole experience there was pleasant. Um, and then I went about 20 minutes down the road from there to Fox Farm. And that was a reconverted, looked to me like an old dairy barn, huge. The money that they these guys put into that place, it was just beautiful. Wow. It was an amazing, probably a 15-barrel brew house, lots of fermentation space. Apparently, it's on 30 acres. Wow. You know, it was just beautiful. Um, there wasn't a lot of interaction there. They had, you know, great space, great outdoor people, everything. But there wasn't a lot of interaction. But I still enjoyed the brewery. Um, the beers were phenomenal. And um, I would certainly go back where I'd tell people to go there. Um, wow. It's interesting how like you can go to a place like Treehouse and because I'm trying to think of like what makes a good brewery, because a lot of times for me, a good experience does a lot for me. When, oh, when there's good staff, good people, the beer is great. You know, or, you know, the beer can be good, but it can be a great experience in an awesome place right. uh, just because of the people and the atmosphere. And you go to a place like um like treehouse and most times that i've gone it's like very sterile like everything's like you're in a line it's a it's a factory everything's very clean and beautiful and and you know huge and whatever but like you don't really get a whole lot of interaction with like the staff or or with other people other than maybe who's around you in line but the beer is just fantastic it seems like their goal right now is move cans yeah and move cans efficiently and they do it. And they yeah. do it. I, you know, I <laughs> can't do. fault them for doing it. No. And then you think about a little place like Burley Oak. You know, I think I, I went before their cans really exploded. And uh, and it was one of like the best brewery trips I ever had because of the people. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of fun talking to them. Um, you know, I think they were, I don't know what the ritual was, if they were getting their shift started or whatever it was, but all of the staff came to the bar and they poured a taster for everybody to kind of start the day off. So for all the employees. But then they passed them around to everybody else that was sitting there, too. And everybody kind of just toasted together and then went back to what they were doing. But like little things like that were just really neat and made for a fun experience. A cool brewery that I've been to like in the past year, I guess it was, is uh, if you're looking for just the building you guys are talking about is Bonesaw over in New Jersey. They have the most beautiful building. Uh, It's all basically glass around the outside and it all opens up. So like in the summertime, they basically just take down all the walls and it's just open and flowing through. It's a couple of doctors that have put this place together and everything's medical terminology. That's what the bones all brewing. Okay. He's an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. Oh, no way. And it's a, it's a really cool spot. Beer was good. That's awesome. It's so neat here. What's the name? Who, who makes the beer that I got that I brought back from New York? Genesee. Genesee. Cream ale. That place is pretty cool. Yeah. That place is pretty cool. The it original like, cream ale. It was just like uh, kind of like in the middle of, you know, not much. It's like kind of like an industrial type area in Rochester. And uh, it's just kind of in the middle of like an intersection almost, like right on the corner of it. And a uh, little building, but when you walk in, it's just like it feels huge. And it's really colorful. They have like a history of all their beer and how long they've been around. And it's kind of like a really cool little 
tiny, you know, museum in there as well as like a brewery and a, a bar and stuff like that is really neat. Yeah, I would guess they're probably an OG for that area. So like they still get like, you know, destination people that want to come there. It was jam packed. Yeah. Yeah, it was jam packed when we were there. I bet you that's a, and, and you know, upper, you know, upstate New York, that's probably a big seller. Yeah. You know, all the Wegmans and beer stores it's probably everywhere sell a lot. Yeah. Wegmans. Yeah, yeah. They have like huge, like island displays of it. Just yeah. like huge. Huge. Like yingling. Yeah, right, yep. right, right. The yingling of uh, northern New York. Cream Is that northern? Good. I liked it. I liked the cream ale. It was nice. It was they crisp. did a collaboration with other half. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. But going back to hmm. Bonesaw, AJ Stoll, is, um, he's actually from California. Um, he was also the director. He worked for a lot of breweries out there, but he was the director of brewing for uh, Figaro Mountain. And then he was at Cigar, uh, not Cigar City, um, other one in Tampa. Come on. Can't think of it. Can't think of it, but anyway. Angry chair. What's that? Angry chair. That's the No, it wasn't an angry chair. It was a bigger one. Um, They make the snow something. Man, I can't think of it. I'm trying to think of like the other. uh, It'll come to me later, of course. Um, But anyway, he makes some good beers and he'll make a little bit more like a little bit West Coasty IPAs, not so much of the, you know, the soft pillowy New England style. Mm -hmm. And he makes a good cream ale. Nice. So all the traveling that you've done. Um, like you said, you try to stay over, you know, three, eight, three nines, um, or, or fours, you know, for the most part. Um, but if you had, if you had to say like a, an area that's got like the best breweries or some of your favorite destinations to go to for breweries, what would they be? Um, Vermont, um, Hill Farmstead's still my number one brewery. I'd ever. love to go there. Um, one, the, the property is beautiful. It's, you know, Sean did an amazing job when he expanded and, Especially when the weather's nice and you can sit outside, there's a food truck, it's just, it's glorious. And, but it's out in the middle of West Bumble, or East Bumblefuck, Vermont, and if you don't know where you're going, you're going to miss it. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, I reason I like Hill Farm Set is because I think Sean does all styles well. Yeah, um, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, he does all styles well. But then again, you know, I have some favorites in California. I mean, I love Modern Times. I loved uh, Sante Adarius. Uh, Humble Sea became one of my new favorites. They're in, oh, yeah? Santa, they're in Santa Cruz and available at that Bottlecraft place you okay. go to. Yeah, especially the one in Liberty Station. And, okay. um, you know, there's, I mean, there's just, you can't go anywhere anymore and not find decent beer. Yeah. I mean, it's going to just smack you in the face. It's pretty hard to. To go to any state, any even major area, and not find good breweries. Yeah. So you would think your favorite probably, you know, Vermont. Vermont and, and probably California. California. Do you have a, um, like, a favorite? Well, I guess you pretty much said, like, Hill Farmstead is probably your favorite overall. But, like, um, what about, like, favorite beer? Do you have something that you kind of hold up as, like, the absolute, you know, best or favorite? Uh the uh, double citra from Hill Farmstead is probably one of my f- favorites. Yeah, you know he that was. I mean, you know, back in the day when I had Hetty Topper for the first time, I was you know like oh, I was overwhelmed and yeah, you know, and and now I had you know, and I love those guys at the Alchemist. They're all super awesome. Um, but is Hetty Topper my favorite from them? No, not at all. And Focal Banger would probably be the one I enjoy from them more or less now. Yeah. Um, but you know they're great people. They've done a great job. You know if it wasn't for the Heady Topper and the Sip of Sunshines and all those OGs, we wouldn't be where we are. With yeah, beer. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It's it's so crazy now when I um I go into a beer store 
and you look at how much they have on their shelves. You think of a place like Exton Beverage, yeah. and it's just an incredible amount of beer. And, and I think to myself, like, that's got to be the most difficult job in the world to have a rep come in and tell you about all these popular breweries that they distribute for, and how do you sell them? I just don't understand, like how they move all that product well, that's part of the problem that you're seeing i was at the beer yard a couple of weeks ago to pick up a, a bottle for somebody and they had it and i and i walked around there and i was totally overwhelmed by the selection but with that being said a lot of beer is getting lost on the shelves um breweries that don't do a good job marketing because anybody that's got the bottle their own bottle shop they're they're putting the stuff on the shelf and, but they're not marketing it to customers. They're not saying, hey, buy this fat orange cat, buy this new trail. They're just putting it on the shelf. If you know about it, because Top Wing Goliath said, hey, we're coming to Philly area because everybody wants to be in Philly area. It's a great built, it's a great beer area oh, for sure. in general. Um, so, you know, the Top Wing Goliath, all the pseudo Sues are they're there. You can see them. But and these nooks and crannies on the shelves, there's stuff getting lost yeah and because of they're getting lost those a lot of those beers are getting what they call coated so i don't want them i mean they're more than 90 days old yep. and some of those unfortunately that new england style just doesn't hold up to me more than 90 days it should hold up 60 yeah but 90 I agree. You're, you're just pushing it and i feel bad for breweries that are putting their stuff out in distro and it's just getting lost I, I was in Exton and and there is so much beer in there. I just happened to stumble upon the uh, new trail and Dancing Gnome did a collab. Oh yeah, which I really like the Dancing Gnome stuff that I've had is is really good. Yeah. And this beer was really good. But if you didn't know what it was, you'd have just drifted right by it. Yep, it's got to be so tough and and it's interesting because it makes you think about how much. I mean, you've been in craft beer for so long, Andy, that like the entire. Um, landscape has changed and now it's like is distribution even a good idea right now well if you ask Levante, they'll money. say no yeah well that's what i'm saying to make money anymore if you're gonna you know make a bunch of beer go through a middleman put it on shelves and hopefully you get picked out of a sea of other beers that's got to be incredibly difficult to do i think that um you know you're probably going to make much better margins if you can just have an awesome brew pub and you get local people to come in and hang out and hopefully your beer is good enough that you're getting visitors from out of town and things like that. You sell your cans and and you don't have to worry about any of that extra work that goes into sending beers out. Yeah, I think when you look at the model of Tired Hands, Treehouse is another one, Levante, where they pretty much, their beers are not in distribution other yeah. than their, their draft products. Right. Um, their cans are being sold on premise or through Mercury, Tired Hands has a a similar thing or Tavor. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I I couldn't agree with them more, you know, to do it that way. You know, they can control their their quality and yep. their dates by keeping it all in-house. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, think about how terrible that is if somebody walks into a store and they go, man, I finally, you know, I've, I've been really wanting to try something from, from New Trail, yeah. you know, and... I doubt, you know, they're so popular right now that anything's staying on the shelf too long. But, you know, maybe they do find one of those uh, those hazy IPAs that's been there for, for three months, four months. 
and they try it and they go, man, I thought they were good. This is a terrible beer and they never go back to them. It actually happened to me. I bought some beer down at a, in Elkton at a state line. State lines usually, but it was, you know, and, and I'm, you know, Hey, I'm a pro. I've been in this business for a long time, sold beer retail. And I bought a four pack. I was so excited to see the four pack on the shelf. I just bought it. Yep. It was terrible. Yeah. Because it was old. Yeah. And I, and I didn't have the cans weren't dated, which was not a good thing. And then when I looked up on untapped, I could see where the check-ins were. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this beer's really old. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened with some beers that I bought from Craft Shack, another uh, beer distro uh, from California that's very similar to Tavor. Okay. And I got old beer. It was dated in February. But you don't know when you're picking off, you know, the online yeah. sales. Right. It, they don't have the dates on there. It's crazy how many, you know, I, I've tried to, re- especially lately, really try to check for dates. And I'm surprised how many beers don't have dates on them. I'm actually seeing quite a few like, you know, four packs sitting out there um, that don't have dates on them. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I've gotten to a point where if if the cans aren't dated, I'm not buying it. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've actually skipped over a few because of that. We It's been a while since we've had a beer. I think we got to crack a beer here. It's been too long. Have I said crack yet? I don't. Has he said this crack? This is my first crack of beer. We'll have to mm, review the tape. I thought you I thought you said it like the first time. All right. Well, let's, 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 we're cracking a beer. I thought, I thought. I just felt like I haven't said it in a long time. You haven't. It's you haven't. It's been a while. So we've got the uh, much talked about Bell's double two-hearted ale. Double two-hearted. You know, the two-hearted is a uh, is a staple of the uh, the craft brewing world. Have you ever had a two-hearted? I don't think so. We probably should have had a regular two-hearted here as well. Yeah, we and I've never been, been a fan a of regular two-hearted We're ever. Two. We screwed no. up. I get smacked all the time when I say I'm not a fan of it. You know, I don't like cloudy and cumbersome. That's a beer that I just don't like. And, see, and I, I love, love Levante. One. And I and love I, that beer. And it's, and it's one funny. of my go-tos. Yeah. That's my, it's my wife's go-to. And I've told him that's my early season football beer. It's still a little warm out. That's it, what I'm drinking. It's funny. There's just a little taste time. or something in there. But it's just funny how like that's one of the most popular beers in our area. You know, it's on draft everywhere. And it's just something that I don't like. Everybody loves it. My wife loves it. I just can't get into it. It's on but, top of the square bar all the time. That's what I usually get when I go to the square yeah. bar. Yeah, and you know, one of the reasons I do like it, because it doesn't have lactose in it as oh, yeah. a New England. Nice. So Bell's um, Double Two Hearted, this was actually hitting the shelves um, in San Diego when I was there. Oh. So everybody's posting about it and you know, on all of, all the beer pages that we're in, and, and I see that it's hitting back home, but then it's also um, was hitting out there at the same time. So what's the deal with this beer? It smells like somebody puked in my glass. <laughs> so it smells like to me. I love Taylor's beer reviews. So people have been saying this thing has been it uh, boozy. It's got a boozy note to it. Very boozy. What's yeah. the ABV on this thing? I think it's a 10 one. 11 percent. Oh, it is 11. I saw somebody post that they thought I haven't tasted it yet. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, the nose it. reminds me of dirty diapers. Oh, this reminds me of a most double IPAs in about 2012. Yes, absolutely. It's old school and it's old school Midwest. Exactly. See, like this is where we were talking about not rating things you don't like. This is one of those that I would just leave alone. I would just leave this alone. I don't know. It's been a while since I've had one, but I want to say it reminds me of like a hop slam. 
where it's just very malty, mm-hmm. very spicy, thick um, double IPA. It reminds me of Burley Oaks uh, secret sauce. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm-mm. That was their double IPA back in the day that it's um, it's got that syrupy mouthfeel almost yep, to yep. it. Um, it's it's definitely got a lot of malt. Uh, it's There's hop there. It's a little bit more piney. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is very, uh, as Taylor would say, this is rugged. It's definitely boozy. <laughs> it's very rugged. Listen, I have a new rule. If you don't like a beer, I'm not going to rake it. I'm not going to rate it. I'm just going to say sink it because we don't do drink it or sink it anymore. I'm just going to say sink it if I don't like it. So we need a sound effect of like a yeah we need a something going down the drain yeah, yeah. yeah. for now we're just gonna mm. do it. sink it sink it yeah sink it yeah I I'm not crazy about it I mean I'm glad that I tried it but um you know I'm not gonna if, if this is on tap at the poorhouse this weekend and when I'm with the family for dinner or something like that I'm not gonna get it skip it <laughs> <laughs> you over there playing with the buttons. I don't remember that uh, being on our preview board. No. I, f- I found it. It's a fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fart for everybody. Now we got to come up with like a, like that stinks. No, I'll find one. Cause that if, if, if that's, if that's something button. we could do, we could just do, do something like that. You yeah. Know, I'll, I'll, I'll find something for the next time. Nice. A toilet flushing would be a little too. Yeah. Maybe far a little away too. from the sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little extreme yeah. this wasn't a drain pour i walked over to the bathroom to flush that shit down the toilet well what do you guys think of this beer i would i, I it's a sink it for me but what do you guys think? yeah i don't i'm not crazy about it like i said i i would never order this it's not great um i'm sure there's a place for it people really like uh these heavy beers you said you don't like the regular version of this no i've never been a fan of bell's two-hearted so it's and i've been chastised for many many years whenever i say oh i don't like bell's two-hearted and there was a big thing, I think, on Beer Nerds the other day about this beer, and people were saying, you know, how much they liked it or disliked it. And it was, it was like a split. It was a love-hate relationship with it. Mm-hmm. There were people yeah. that either loved it or hated it. And I think there's maybe more to the hate. But it is. It's a, it's a very Midwestern um, double IPA. Yeah, I've definitely you know, been multi, places. Multi, boozy. Yeah. I was going to say, I've definitely been to bars that have um, where like Two Hearted was like the beer on tap. Um, and I've definitely had nights where I've enjoyed a few of them. I, I, I don't I don't remember it um, very clearly, I guess. But uh, but I know it, it's, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> you don't remember it clearly. Did you have no. too many of yeah, them? Yeah, I, uh, I had a lot that evening. What, what about you, Steve? Did you give a rating? Yet? I did not. I'm going to go three, seven, five. I'm kind of torn because I feel like it's not my favorite and i'm not going to go search it out again yep but i feel like almost like a nostalgia to it huh it's reminding me of beers of my youth nice and when i say that i mean my craft beer youth because this is about when i was starting to get into the game or these kind of beers were were what was out there and i do like the bitterness of it a little bit because i feel like i'm missing bitterness these days and i do like that bitter bite to it a little bit yeah yeah i just don't like the booziness to it it is boozy um i don't mind the bitterness at all it's, it's definitely malty caramely on the front but i don't like the boozy yeah i could that, do without the boozy absolutely yeah. that's if usually they, what'll turn my wife off from a from a beer if she's having like a couple beers with me and she gets one and it's got a little bo- boozy flavor to it then she's out. If they would take this from an eleven to a nine, 
might be a different story. Yeah, you want to do one more beer? Yeah, I thought I wasn't sure if you were saying one minute or one more. No, one more beer. I thought you said we had one minute. Let's get one more beer in. Uh, yeah, let's do. Let's go stout. Since we're going boozy, we might as well. Andy, feel free to use this uh, this water jug here if you want to uh, rinse your glass for a second. Feel free. So, um, I want to give a shout out actually to um a few of the beer groups that we're in because um they let me post and promote the show there and um everybody that i've talked to has been really cool people we really appreciate the support and the listens that we get but um specifically the ones that we deal with the most uh the beer gods fantastic people what up greg gerg gerg greg and uh, is it arlene is there an arlene in there arlene yes. McCann, yeah. yeah she's uh she's been really nice she sent me a few messages um and we've interacted a little bit she's really nice um the beer nerds, of course, that's what kind of brought us together to begin with, um, with our bottle shares and things like that. So I know um, we get a lot of love out of there. And uh, the, the Chuggies, even though they're a very uh, controversial group, um, we appreciate them and their support. Yo, what up, guys? Thanks and, for everything. Uh, who else? The, the, the League of Extraordinary Beer People, the something League like that. League of Extraordinary Beer Drinkers is a very interesting and, world, and diverse group. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. But anyway, if you're listening and you're taking the time, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. So um, what do we have here? This one, I really like the can. Mallow Cake Gorilla Juice. And what, who, what brew is this That's from? Ascension. Ascension. Imperial Stout brewed with vanilla bean, marshmallow, and cake batter. Very interesting. Do you get the cake batter? This beer is outrageous. Did I, what did I say? <laughs> I said this, this beer is a- outrageous. Whoa, this is clocking in, clocking big. in at it's 16%. Big. That's dun, why dun, we're that's dun, why we're dun. splitting this can. I'm gonna do the sound effects myself. Sixteen <laughs> percent. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Okay, terrific. <laughs> okay, terrific. Fuck the board. <laughs> we're gonna. We're, we got it. Make you decide is, if it's me. Is it me or is it Memorex? Okay, terrific. You kill it. You've got that right on. This is this is really tasty. This is. This does taste like a marshmallow. It's so fucking thick. I think there's my first curse word of the evening as well. Yeah. Good job. Um, Couldn't hold off yeah. until Patreon. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but no, it's it's so thick that I, I it really does feel or, or you know, I'm getting the um, like a full marshmallow in my mouth. Yeah. Um, this is the best beer tonight. And I already gave a five out. So guess what? <laughs> it's a five. It's a five. This is like a really, really good stout. Really, really good stout, in my opinion. I'm going. I like the cake batter. I'm sorry. You I like really the cake like, batter? I, I get the cake do you batter. Get, what kind of cake batter do you think it is? I, I, because of the vanilla bean, I'm, I feel like it's like a yellow cake. It's like a yellow, yellow cake. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's not like a wedding cake kind of. Right. I mean, I guess hmm. maybe, but hmm. well, I'm a big fan of the Wegman's Ultimate White Cake. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a fancy cake. Whatever cake this is, it's fancy. Fancy. I know that much. Speaking of weddings, I got a wedding to go to tomorrow. Yeah. Shout out, Kev. Congratulations. Shout we'll out, be, Kev. We'll be hanging out tomorrow drinking. I'm going uh, I'm going four or five on this one. It's very tasty. Yeah. I, it's definitely a warmer. I bet you if it was wintertime and you were a little chilly, this would warm you right yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised that it's not um, overly sweet. I was expecting that by the description on the can yeah, good for call. this beer to be much sweeter than it is. Yeah, it's like just the right level of sweetness. Yeah. 
Like yep. it's like it, it definitely has that sweetness factor to it, but it's it's yeah. right on. I think it's pretty well balanced. I would usually think with uh, with a heavy hitter, a lot of times you would get uh like a lot of really dark roasty malt coming in there. You know what I mean? Um, and it's there, but it's not too uh, too it's heavy the cake or batter. too yeah yeah. It's it's balanced. Everything's balancing real well. Well I done, really, Ascension. Really like well yeah, done. well done. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go four two five. Is that music? Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. Well, listen, guys. If Time you, is up for um, everybody else. For everybody else. Yeah. If you guys took a few minutes to listen to the podcast, I want you to know that we really appreciate you. Andy, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Listen, um, Patreon is coming up. We got a lot of stuff that we're still going to get to. Uh, a few stories we want to go over. Uh, 25 most important IPAs right now. Uh, we can touch on the Seltzer Takeover. Ballast Point is closing locations in uh, Virginia. Uh, Night Shift coming to Pennsylvania. Um, has untapped changed the beer culture we're going to go over all these stories in the patreon segment so uh, patreon.com slash mbn network if you're interested in supporting network and learning a little more and um i guess that's really it guys we really appreciate you and uh steve we'll see you next time see you next time thanks for listening I feel like I should have like responded when he said that with like bye. <laughs> I really was like about to go like bye, like the girls do, and then I didn't know what to do. I like froze. Peace out. Peace out. Okay, terrific. <laughs> so are we just co- coasting right into uh, Patreon? Let's just do it.